Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 57 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a four-year-old. We're having one of those fireside chats, or at least that's how Stephen used to describe them today, because Linda's not joining us. But I am joined by Stephen Dutzman, who is father of three and editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Hey, everybody. I'm exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. Um... So we're recording this on Wednesday, which is the second day of E3. By the time you listen to this, E3 will be over. Um, but we've been writing lots of stories and staying up late watching press conferences and whatnot. So, uh, so yeah, we're both pretty tired. We're tired. Um, we're tired. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's E3. Just That's just part of it. And, you know, honestly, we have done so many news stories. Like, we're not going to have, like, the hands-on, preview-y type stuff. But as far as news goes, I think we've kind of held our own with all the big boys, which has been pretty pretty impressive. Um, I'd like to take uh, approximately uh, 31% of the credit for that. Because I think think I'm in that percentage range of, uh, I think... Maybe in there. I know you're at like yeah. 75. I don't know the na- how the math works, but yeah. Um, no, I I honestly think you guys have actually written more stories than I have, but I've had to, but I've edited everything. Oh, you've which, you've done way time. more. I get it. Um, you're um you're a beast. You're a beast, and I mean right. that. And it, it's every morning I would wake because it spoilers. She's on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. So every morning I would wake up and like. Miracles occurred while I was asleep because um, apparently when I stopped sending her emails and Skype chats, she's let, she just gets into a zone. And, you know, so basically I ruin everything is what I'm getting at, folks. But, um, man, this E3 has been exciting for those of us that are fans of games. <laughs> Which hopefully if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Is everybody. One would presume that you are. Now, I do want, before we get started, I made some mm-hmm. bold predictions, and I want to say, I think I did pretty well. So You did. So, here are the ones that, remember, I'm going to the one that I got completely wrong, the uh, Just Dance, Megan Trainer nailed, just failed that one. In fact, <laughs> the, the what was the song they came out with? Was it like... It I was, have no idea. So, the, she they didn't even have her on the, the list of tracks released let alone the one that they danced to on stage. Now, I should have just predicted that they would dance on stage awkwardly. Then I would have been... But that would have been too safe. But Hideo Kojima did appear at the Sony press conference. Nintendo absolutely introduced a new IP on their Treehouse Live. I knew those tricky little bastards were going to be coming out there. (laughs) Be like, hey... And you know what's even worse? They snuck it in on a press release. (laughs) Yeah. I get the press release with the recap of day one, 
Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, and we talked about Legend of Zelda, which, by the way, holy crap, we'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> at the very end, oh, and we'll be releasing a new action RPG IP to the for the 3DS tomorrow. Make sure to tune in. And I'm like, what? you couldn't have told us this a couple <laughs> of days ago? Like, what if we didn't have coverage? Yeah. <sighs> I had a little, I mean, I, I handled it. Um, and my preview <laughs> will be up on Pixelkin.org by the time you read this. Um and it's really good. I'm really excited about that IP. But we'll get to that yeah. later also. Um, yeah. So I did okay with my predictions. Some of them were... You did. I, I think I felt pretty good. I'm not not, uh, not 100%. I had some right. stinkers. But the tricky ones, I got in there. Yeah. Yeah, you actually did. There's there's not a lot that I can tease you about. So, um, <clears throat> so before we get started, I'm just going to, I need to lay all my cards on the table. It probably won't come up, but just in case it does. As I've mentioned on this podcast before, my husband works for 343 Industries, which is a division of Microsoft. And more specifically, he is on the Halo Wars 2 team. Uh, if you watch anything, that game came up at E3. I'm not going to talk about it because there's nothing I can say about it that wouldn't sound um, biased. Anyhow. So just letting that out there, like even if you think what I say about uh, Microsoft is, you know, you can take what you want and ignore me if you want. But that's what's going on. I try to keep myself uh, objective in the face of this stuff because um, I've been doing that for a long time, actually. So. That's reasonable. Yeah. With that said, how the hell do you get objective about awesome and fun things? Um, so that's true. With that said, much respect, and you'll be fine. I have plenty to say about Microsoft, and I have plenty to say about Halo Wars too. So I'll make up for it. So you can just be quiet, okay. and then I'll ramble when it's time. Although okay. you know, we'll go from there. So I got you right. covered. Cool. If you want cool. opinions, I got you. <laughs> Thoughts and feelings, opinions, knowledge. We're here. Yes. Yes. Um. Okay, then let's just jump right in and get. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to mention, non E3 related, and Stephen's going to roll his eyes at me or whatever. But uh, last week, after we recorded the podcast, it was announced that Kit Harrington, who is the actor who plays Jon Snow on Game of Thrones, is going to be the villain in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which I think is super cool. And I kind of want to play Call of Duty now. <laughs> so, unfortunately, you like, want to play got Call of Duty so you can shoot your buddy? <laughs> like, because you realize if he's the villain of a shooter, that means you must shoot him, right? right yes. Like, legitimately, multiple times, probably in space. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I was hoping for is that, you know, we saw some new footage. Like, maybe they were going to show, like, a cinematic with, like, him in it or whatever. But Nope, they were too anyhow. busy shooting guys in the face in space. Yes. Let yes, me tell you, that was some... How about the knee to the face... And then the oxygen <laughs> leaking out makes the guy, like, flip backwards a dozen times. Yeah. That was like, ooh, what a way to die. I'm going to be spo right. spoilers. I'm never going to get into a firefight in space. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I refuse. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I've got that out of the way. You know, I have to be a Game Good. of Thrones fangirl. This week's episode, OMG, really looking forward to. Anyhow, I will stop there. Um, so, E3, let's talk about what our favorite things were. For me... <laughs> If you heard about this announcement and you know me from listening to Girl Fight or earlier on this podcast, you know that I'm a huge fangirl. God of War. New God of War was announced, which we kind of knew was in development, but we got to see like 10 minutes of gameplay footage. 
And it's super cool. I mean, it's God of War. There's nothing like groundbreaking about the gameplay. It still looks great. It still has that sort of slowdown before throwing that final punch that is just so satisfying for me. And uh, but yeah, it's we're in a. I think we're in a Norse place. Oh, definitely, definitely. Those we're definitely were not in ancient Greece. Yeah, definitely not snowing. in ancient Greece. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was almost wearing a shirt. I was impressed. Right. Yes. How about Dax? Yeah, so though. I know, the axe is pretty cool. I was very excited about the axe. Yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, I'm all curious, like, is this this Kratos just like a reimagining of Kratos in a different place? That was clarified. Or is it the real Kratos? Because like, that one was clarified. Gameplay, yeah, the one gameplay giveaway was that it that it was still him. Is that the Spartan Rage um, ability st- happened while he was fighting that boss? And why would they call it Spartan Rage if he wasn't still a Spartan? So no, this takes place after the events of uh, God of War three. So legitimately, this is not a reboot, not a prequel, not a. This is God of War four. They just didn't call it that. Um, yeah. It's. I'm sure it is going to get a um, one of them subtitles uh, before it actually gets released because I think everything's moving to that. But um, I don't know. It honestly. doesn't necessarily need one, but um, but this takes place chronologically after that. That is legitimately Kratos, um, and he's done. He's been through some, through some things, um, and he's going to put some monsters through some things, and theoretically. <laughs> Um, some Norse gods through some things, which I'm totally fine with. You wanna you wanna kill Loki? Have fun. That boss battle is gonna be rough. Yeah. Um, all I have to say is this: I want to play this game. I've never actually wanted to play a God of War game. That made me hungry because I love the way it looked. I love the way it played. Um, if they kill that kid, I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. It featured a little kid, and I said it on our Skype call. Like that was the most tender. Kratos has ever been because I've played. I've yes. never, I mean, I've played the God of War games. I just never really wanted to. I just did it because it was. I felt like it was my responsibility as a games journalist. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like if you're a movie critic, you have to watch the Titanic whether you want to or not. You know, you just do it. <laughs> so, um, and I played it, and it was it was fine. I mean, this dude with knives chained to his hand. I mean, whatevs. Um, but. Um, if they, but so it, it featured him and his interactions with like the, what I believe to be like a 10 year old Viking boy. I'm telling yeah. Sony Santa Monica, I swear to God, <laughs> if you kill that little kid, you will get an angry letter from me. Um, <laughs> and many angry YouTube videos and blog posts with spoiler stuff attached to them. They better not kill that kid. I, they better not. I'm just saying <laughs> they better not kill that kid. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all. I, the whole time I was going, oh, my man, this kid is going to die. This kid is going to die. They're going to fridge a kid on the E3 yeah. stage. And they didn't. But still. Yeah. No. I mean, if that happens, that was not something that they would do at E3 if it's something that happens in the game. Uh, which, honestly, Stephen, I hate to say it, but I don't know. <laughs> Probably kind of 75% that, yeah, that kid is is going to meet an unfortunate end. If they fridge, believe- he better, as long as it's not a fridge, as long as they don't fridge him, I'll be fine. Do you know, you know what I, I have mean, a feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that, you know, his demise is not going to be uh, coming from Kratos. Let's just say that. Because they're setting it up, it seems like, and you can watch the gameplay footage of this, we have it on Pixelkin, um, that he's sort of his son, or adopted son, or, or something along those lines. So, um, and Kratos actually... Being nice, that's another thing. 
that's very different about this one, which makes me think like he's, you know, someone said, hey, you can have another chance at life, but you need to not be such a jerk. So um, he also might not know that he is him. He never referred to himself by his name. Um, That's true. I mean, considering the events of God of War three, no spoilers necessary. It did not end well for him. Um, And so he could not know that he is him. The Spartan, the Spartan rage thing that's referenced in the thing was an out of game, like a prompt for the player. Um, yeah. And frankly, it was a prompt for the player inside a vertical slice of the game. The reality is they could delete that. They could have yeah. that could have been put in there for our benefit um, mm-hmm. as a subtle clue to tell us during the trailer. Oh, that's r- legit Kratos. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, he might not know that it is him. He might have woken up and lived another life. There, there could be time shenanigans where... He lived a whole life as this guy. I don't, who knows? Mm. We're going to find out. I'm sure that that's, the link will be explained at some point, and I'm super excited to see how that goes. Um, yeah. It's interesting to see depth of character for yes. Kratos, because Kratos historically has just been a giant jerk face that wants to kill everybody. <laughs> um, yes. And f- with pseudo-justified reasons, but like, yeah. I mean, come on, bro. There comes a point. Yeah. There comes a point. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple, there's been a couple. In the first God of War, there's a, a battle towards the end where you're protecting, like, the ghost of Kratos' wife and child. So, like, you know, they get beat up by, like, you have to try to take out the enemies, and then they get beat up, and then you have to stop and go and hug them to to re um, bring their health back up. And so that's a cool thing. And then also in one of the um, one of the mobile ones, I forget which one it was, um, he's like being nice to one of his fellow Spartans when, when he was dying. So there have been a couple times, but not very much and not anything like we saw in this gameplay footage. So definitely go to pixelkin.org, check it out, send us an email, and let you know, let us know what you think. That email is hello at pixelkin.org. Um, so that's mine, Steven. What's yours? Pick uh, one. You have to pick one. I have to and pick then we can absolutely talk later. one. You have to pick one. Yes. Well, that's super easy. Um, I I'm gonna say Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, I am a giant Nintendo dork. I am a slave to everything that they do. Um, and this time I don't even feel like I have to be a slave. This is easily the most exciting thing I have seen out of an E3 in years. The op- mm-hmm. the trailer they showed gave me chills. Um, it looks absolutely gorgeous. It plays exactly how I want and have always wanted a Zelda game to play. Um, I said to myself, man, I really want to find like a good open world RPG that I can play. And I was going to buy the Witcher. And then I was like, man, but I can't buy the Witcher because I have kids and like, I don't need my kids to watch me playing a game where I have sex on a unicorn. Like that doesn't need to happen with my kids in the room. Right. I can now play a game that is like the Witcher with my kids there. Um, Yeah. And that for me, because I'm at, I'm at a stage in my life where I have a 10-year-old and 8-year-old son, and sharing the games that I love with them is more mm-hmm. important than um, than playing the games that I want to play. Um, yeah. And so, the, finding out that you know that this game exists is, and is everything that I wanted. I mean, it has mm-hmm. equipment. It has this game. I'm super, I can't be any more excited. I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. And I'm not, I legitimately, this is a huge deal. Um, Nintendo went all in on Legend of Zelda and you know what? It worked. Um, yeah. I am 
I was going to buy it anyway, but now I am. I'll wait in line in the freezing cold. I don't care when I'm buying this game. I am owning it the minute I can. And I'm probably not going to work for three days. Like, this is amazing. Yep. That's understandable. And I did I write mean, a little preview for Pixelkin.org. So if you want to read it, head on over there and you can read what I have to say. Oh, wait, no, I didn't yes. write a preview. I wrote no, a preview. you didn't write that one. Oh, Kelly wrote that okay. one. My bad. <laughs> I wrote the preview for EngageFamilyGaming.com. So if you want to read it, you can head to EngageFamilyGaming.com and you can take a look at it. Yes. Okay. I can't so, even know so- what I wrote for you or what I wrote for me. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> right. um, okay, so I, I just, I guess we can go like chronological order from, because the press conferences that we went to and stuff like that. So EA was the first press conference on Sunday. EA, very underwhelming <laughs> press conference, yeah. in my opinion. Titanfall um, 2 looked good. That's it. Yeah, That's it. it did. You know, Mass Effect Andromeda, they didn't really show much. Sounded good. Um, the thing that I think was most disappointing is that um, Jade Raymond came out on stage and I'm like, oh man, yeah, she's going to talk about that Star Wars game that she's working on. And she's like, yeah, we're working on Star Wars. We're making lots of games about Star Wars, but we're not going to tell you anything about any of them. So, You know, th- <laughs> this is one of those Star Wars fans have been patient before. Yes. And here's what we know, because I actually this I actually did write for Pixelkin.org, and the idea yeah. here is EA made an investment, right? And they yeah. knew that there was a there was a clock where they might lose it because yeah. you know somebody else might pay more money or whatever. Um and so they immediately set to work. Um yeah. and what that was is that was a butterfly on the coast of Africa. And that and that butterfly making a is making a wave. And that wave is rising. Mm-hmm. It has not crested yet. And so, but the thing is, we know how big it is. We know how big it yeah. is. And so they showed us what we have. And what, what it really comes down to is assuming everything hits schedule. Now, one thing that's great about EA is they are really good at, for the most part, hitting, giving their development teams the resources they need to hit deadlines. Yes. Um, so... We're going to have a Star Wars game, a triple-A, legit Star Wars game every year mm-hmm. for 10 years because we're going to have Battlefront game every other year, and then slotted in between those, we're going to get Amy Hennig's stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. like, and once she's done with that game, I mean, pre-production is obviously a big deal for her, but yeah. she was with Naughty Dog when they put out a game every two years for Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Um they're doing all their work now once they get started. So if you're a Star Wars fan, sucks now because you don't know. <laughs> but you know what? Man, you wait. Wait next E3. We're going to know what Amy Hennig's project is. Um, yes. And there'll probably be leaks because that's how the Internet works. Like, right. we're going to know her project next year. And then, man, it's just going to keep on rolling. Yeah. I, I like I said, my Star Wars fandom's less than a year old. I'm super excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited, too. I just, like, I try to withhold my excitement until, like, I don't know, it matters more. Because, <laughs> like, really, like, not right now is when I'm actually starting to get excited about Mass Effect Andromeda. And I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get to see more of this game because it's coming out early next year it already had been delayed once and uh 
I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm a little concerned about how little we have seen. Anyhow, um, so yeah, so what else in EA? Battlefield, which we already basically knew everything about. Anyhow. um, Well, they they, showed us the behemoth vehicles, which was kind of cool. But, I mean, whatever. Airships and armored trains. Right, (laughs) yes. Um, And so later that day, Bethesda had their press conference. And oh my gosh, this... I think Bethesda had one of the best press conferences that we have seen. They had just so much cool stuff um, to show off. Uh, uh, I think you called this one, Stephen, the the re- remastering of Skyrim. I, I did. believe that that was something I, that you I called. Call, I called that, um, and I predicted Quake also, if you'll recall. Uh, you did, I said yes. that they were going to... Now, and I, I don't know if that maybe... I think I get half a point for Quake, because it's not really Quake. It's a different game. Um, yeah. But, man, Quaker Watch. How about that Quaker Watch... <laughs> I'm calling yes. that forever. That's what I'm going to yeah. call it forever. I'm coining that phrase. Yes. Yeah. So what Stephen is talking about is that they unveiled a, a Quake game. It's called Quake Champions, and based on his his very funny combination of those two game titles, you can you know make the, you can infer that it is it's lot like Overwatch. It's going to be hero based shooter in an arena. All that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. with the Quake name. I mean, Quake has always been known for competitive shooting stuff. Like it was, it has been like it was the first one to do that. So, um, so I think that's smart that they're doing it, and putting the name on it. I mean, you know, it's Bethesda, so they probably will make a good game. Yeah. And you know, having the Quake name on it is just it's going to help. If things. anybody is going to roll into that, yeah, market. I mean, Gearbox failed. Right. So yeah. if anybody is going to roll into that specific genre, um, mm-hmm. you either need to be established and don't care if you're niche like high res who's making paladins. Um, yeah. They're the folks that do smite or you need to be it because it's yeah. freaking quake. So, I mean, there's plenty of room for heroes. I mean, Overwatch isn't going to be the only one. So, yeah, there's plenty of room and even being number two is fine um, because it's not like it's Bethesda's bread and butter. So I think this is. I, I, I knew Quake was coming back. I just felt that it was right, but man, I did yeah. not expect that. But yeah. sure, I hesitate to call them heroes though, because yes. what do they call? Oh, they call them champions. Oh yeah. Well, I hesitate but to call them champions. heroes just because they don't exactly sound like heroic people. Um, <laughs> you know, none of them really looked terribly heroic. They all looked kind of mean. <laughs> hey, you know, it's Quake. Yeah, that fits Quake. I mean. It's going to have a much darker, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's a game about Cthulhu. Then. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. So, um, what else cool from Bethesda? Prey, um, the old game year. Prey. That was is, that uh, was like what? <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty cool. Like it's a they, they again. Like we've got all these trailers up on Pixelkin under our E3 coverage stuff, but like it looks pretty, pretty creepy. I'm interested. Um. You know, we didn't get to see much outside of the trailer. No gameplay or anything like that. So, um, and what else? They showed off a lot of gameplay from Dishonored 2, uh, which w- made me very interested in it. I never played the first Dishonored. Again, I think it's one of those games that fell into a vacuum when Anna was in her first year of life. Um, but it looks cool. This one and Dishonored 2 looks super cool. You can play as uh, Emily or Norvo, who was like, Corvo. who was the character? Corvo. Corvo. In the first one, he was who you played as in the first one, yeah. correct? Yeah, yes. I have no idea why anyone will want to play as Corvo anymore. 
Right. Well, they didn't even show him off. They they showed off gameplay with Emily. Yeah. Um, and she's got some pretty pretty cool looking stuff. Like I love that shadow walk thing that she could do. Like the yeah. kind of creepy, like crawling across the floor thing. And she has this cool device that has like a lens on it, and you can look through the lens, and it's like at a period in the past, and then you you know if you're not looking through the lens, you're in the present, and she zips like in between the past and the present to change things, and it just looks super cool and a little trippy so um yeah so that's that trippy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um uh fallout stuff fallout shelter is coming to the pc uh you know still be free and they've they've started this this quest system thing which i haven't played this in a long time you could always send your people out on quests and they would just come back if they survived um so i'm not really sure how different this is i guess you can go with them now out on the quests and there's some more combat involved, but for the most part, probably not all that different. Fallout 4 is getting um, a few new DLC packs. One of these sounds like super cool. Like I haven't I haven't even started playing Fallout 4, even though I'd be interested <clears throat> in playing it or, you know, was interested in playing it. I know how much time it's going to take. But anyhow, they have a DLC called Vault Tech Workshop, which is where you build your own vault and then you try to attract, you know, your wasteland inhabitants and run experiments on them. Basically, it's sort of like Fallout Shelter, but it will have more <clears throat> more features in it, I'm pretty sure. And then yep. the other DLC, they've got Contraptions Workshop, which lets you buy, build like elevators and conveyor belts and all kinds of stuff. And then uh, they've got a new environment, <laughs> Nuka World, which is so awesome. Uh, it's an amusement park, you know, based on the lovely wasteland beverage of choice. Nuka Cola. So, so that's cool. If you're playing Fallout Four, yep. Uh, if if you're if you have a season pass, you can get those um, for free. That's part of the season pass. And let's see what else. What else did Bethesda talk about? Doom. Doom is getting some some update stuff, right? And a free demo. You wrote this one, right? Steven? Yeah. I mean, there's a free demo this week. Uh, the demo is almost over. Um, by the time you read this, they're they're doing some new maps new modes it's more doom it's more doom if you yeah. like doom then it's doom right yes. if you don't um, like doom then then it's not doom <laughs> it, it's, still doom. it's still it's doom just it's just not, not your yeah. it's not your jam right yes um so that was the press conferences on sunday monday morning we started off with microsoft now the biggest thing i think that microsoft announced which we I was skeptical as to whether or not they were actually going to announce this, but um, they unveiled Project Scorpio, which is the, I don't, I don't even, the way they're describing this is really kind of weird. Like, it's not like so much a new console is like an evolution something or other. Anyhow, it's going to be a console that's going to sit beside the Xbox, current generation Xbox One. So everything is going to work on both. It's got more processing power. Um, they did this neat little like montage of developers just talking about how much cooler this game would be, this this console was going to be to develop for because it's got all this power and blah, 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 blah. So, but that's not coming out until next year. I think they said holiday next year. And so they also announced the Xbox One S, which kind of stands for slim. So, you know, we knew about this one. It's going to be 40% smaller than the current Xbox One, and it's also going to come in white, it looks like, as opposed to black. Um, and then they also announced some cool uh, 
this cool new controller initiative, which I think is so awesome, totally going to take advantage of it right away, is that you can order a custom controller. You can change all the colors. You can have your gamer tag printed on the front of it. You can, or you can print whatever you want on the front of it. For me, it'll be the gamer tag. But, but yeah, so you can go design your own controller and then, uh, and you pay for it, obviously, but, but you can get a custom controller. So that's the, I think the biggest news from Microsoft. They also had some pretty, the, the whole thing that they had going throughout the entire uh, press conference was this theme of this Xbox Play Anywhere thing, where if you buy your game for Xbox One or PC, you get, you know, you have it for both consoles, you don't have to buy it twice. And uh, lots of the games are going to be cross, have cross play between PC and Xbox One. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them. So that was kind of their theme over, you know, the whole thing. It's like we are uniting Xbox and Windows 10 into kind of the seamless uh, gaming platform, larger gaming platform. Um, so, so, but bar- part of that um, was the announcement about Minecraft, which is getting cross-platform play between, it's between PC and, and mobile, right, Stephen? Is that what it was? Minecraft? Um, yes, the Minecraft yeah. thing, the friendly update is cross-play between PC and mobile, but it's just the beginning because their eventual goal is to have no barriers anywhere. Right. Yeah. But PC and mobile, I think, is a very good start. Yeah. Yeah, because didn't you say that your sons have friends that play like on mobile platforms or whatever? Absolutely. Plenty of them. Have, yeah. They have plenty of friends who their parents bought it for them and bought them the mobile edition on the iPad. Um, yeah. And now they can play together um, nice. because we own it on both the Xbox One and on the PC. Um, yeah. So eventually, they said that the the Xbox One is the next thing that's going to be yeah. on the um, crossplay, which will be great because that means that the two boys will be able to play but not have to share a screen, um, mm. which I love. Um, because <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, it'll just be easy. I mean, it'll be easier for them. Yeah. They'll love it. Um, but it also yeah. means that like I could play with them while the two of them were on the Xbox or what have you. So, um, and then my wife could play on the iPad. Um, yeah. And all four of us could play together. So, I mean, that the possibilities of more people playing together, yeah. even within one family, are great. Um, yeah. But the fact that you have friends, th- that's what they want. They want to eliminate the barriers. Um, and the phrase came up a lot, gaming without boundaries. Like, they really want yeah. everybody to be able to play together in some way. And Minecraft is, like, the ambassador and test ground for that. I'm super excited. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, it's the smart move, and it's a surprising one. Uh, I expected mm. that they were going to make it a walled garden, and they were going to shut it down. They obviously are really enjoying the fact that this is the at this point the best selling video game of all time. They're going to ride mm. this shit forever. And considering next year we have a new console coming out, yeah, everybody's got to buy it for that. Yeah. So yeah. that's a couple million more sales. I mean, it's selling fifty three thousand copies a day. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they just, they're just riding it in. Yes. Um, so other stuff that we saw at Microsoft. So um, they showed off Gears of War 4, which we knew they were going to show off. Yeah, um, it looked like Gears. Yeah. It, it was cool, though, too. Um, I mean, I'm not a big Gears fan, but, you know, it was, it was pretty. It was cool. It had this, like, kind of dust, stormy wind blowing all over the place, which is funny. That's an... It's kind of a trend that I saw. Um, there were a bunch of games that like talked about their weather effects, 
And I thought, well, that's that's almost like the trend of this year's E3 video games now with more weather. Well, um, to be <laughs> fair, to be fair, it's I mean, they, they, we finally have the power. Like, you know, right. we couldn't really do that. Yes. Yes. But it's it's still funny to see like so many games just talking about that. Yeah. So Gears 4 actually will have cross-platform play and it'll also be cross-buy. So if you buy it on Xbox One, you get a, you can play it on PC and you can uh, you can play with other people between your PC and your Xbox One. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. They should. I wish they had shown a little bit more um, of Recore. Recore is this cool game that's being developed by um, the Armature. guy who made Mega Man. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. And uh, no. To be specific, that that it well, it's a it's he's part of it, but he's not doing okay. a lot. It, <laughs> All right. Keiji Inafune, Armature Studios, doing Recore, yeah. Yes, okay. Um, but it looks really cool. Um, I, they don't tell you for sure what the, what the kind of premise is, but it looks like to me that you get these cores. They're like these glowing orbs that you can stick into robots and make them do things for you. Yeah, so, I'm sold. And Yeah, I am too. It looks super so, cool. There's been some gameplay footage out on, um, I think IGN has like 15, 20 minutes of gameplay footage. It looks like an action platformer. Yeah. Where you have pets. <laughs> yes. Robot pets. Ro- robot pets. I'm sold. Yeah, I mean, uh, robot pets is better than actual pets in video games. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't Okay, I- I'll give you that one. That's a topic <laughs> for another show. <laughs> that robot pets or real pets actually why don't you just uh email the show with your opinion um yes, and tell us do you prefer robot pets or real pets thanks <laughs> um uh so uh state of decay 2 got announced state of decay is an awesome awesome game i love this game i actually like before it was released um i went to the developer for a press day thing um actually for ign they're like hey you're in seattle why don't you go do this and i was like okay i figured like oh it's a zombie game you know whatever i'll stay for an hour play a little bit and blah 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 the, i started playing this game it was probably at about 10 a.m i did not stop until they told me i had to stop at 5 p.m that's how much i love this game it is uh Open world, you know, zombies everywhere. You get a team of people uh, that are basically become like allies in a family, and you can play as pretty much any of them. But the interesting thing about this one is if somebody dies, they are dead forever. There's no re, you know, resurrecting any of your characters unless you like, you know, start the game over because it saves like almost immediately after that person dies. So, so that's an I'll interesting kind. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of thing to have to deal with. Um, but it's super cool because it also involved like you've got your stronghold and you can make a garden and, you know, do all this stuff to help your people survive. Um, so it's a really cool game. I'm pretty excited um, that there's a second one of those coming. Let's see. What else? Oh, Gwent. If you like The Witcher 3 and you play Gwent within The Witcher 3, Gwent is becoming a game all of its own. So, um I never played Witcher 3 when my I talked to my husband about this. Like, hey, yeah, you know that card game of Witcher 3? He's like, oh, Gwent. I hate that game. Like, he's like, whenever there was a quest that came up when I had to play Gwent, I was like, ugh. I'm like, okay, all right, fine. So if you liked it, though, it's going to be its own game. There's no release date or anything yet, but you can sign up for the beta. 
if you would like to do that. We've got information on that at pigsleken.org too. Uh, let's see. There was a Final Fantasy 15 demo on yeah, stage at Microsoft, which was kind of odd to see Final Fantasy 15 on Microsoft stage. But yeah, uh, it was uncomfortable. Right? It was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Steven, you're the Final Fantasy 15 guy. What did you think of this demo? Um, I was super impressed with the scale of the uh, fights because this is the first time that we had really seen a fight where, um, like, we really got an idea of what you were going to be doing and what you would occasionally be fighting. And so, to set the scene, um, you know, you are you are Noctis without any of his friends. Apparently, they're catching up. I don't know. There's a story behind it. I'm sure. And um, he, you are. S- supposed to be completing this trial of the Eidolon Titan. Um, my presumption is you have to complete some trial and defeat them so that you can um, so that you can then summon them later. Uh, and you get interrupted by bad guys. Uh, and Titan is like, well, I'm fighting you anyway, bro. So uh, let's just deal. And so you have to fight with Titan and these other guys and you have to do it yourself while you wait for your boys to get there. Um, and I was so you have Titan, like this giant monster, just sweeping the ground. And I, you know, I actually did a video um, on my YouTube channel where I actually kind of described like how this affect, like what I felt like while it was happening, and just the scale of it. So legitimately, I he he was like Noctis when he went in to like finally get a hold of and swing at this guy. He was like fitting in and barely scraping like the middle of Titan's knuckles. Like, mm. that's how big he is. And so the scale of it really impressed me. Um, I know it's not going to be the prettiest game on the planet, but you know what? I, what they are accomplishing, I think it is very impressive. Um, and I, I already couldn't wait, but I really can't wait now. Cool. Um, so I think that's... I'm going to skip over Ubisoft, and we can come back to them if we want to, because we're going to be low on time and i want to make sure we talk about sony and nintendo in the same uh we give them the same amount of airtime as we did microsoft so nobody thinks i'm being biased um okay so sony they opened with the god of war footage and it was pretty cool like they had this whole they had a whole orchestra (laughs) at the thing and they were like uh there are people chanting like medieval chants basically like they were playing god of war-esque type music and then then they opened it with the God of War gameplay. One thing that was really, really cool to see is like, um, like Steven said, there's a little boy. So it starts off with this little boy outside and you hear somebody like calling boy. And like you could, I mean, most of us know that it was Kratos that was saying that. But like he gets up and he steps into the light and you can actually see that it's him. And like the crowd went wild. It was super cool. That's one thing I love about sony's press conferences they always seem to have you know man he's huge audience appeal when yeah. he stepped out of the shadows even i was hype i was like whoa yeah. because i mean yeah. and it was a really subtle step it was just a matter of like half a second it's just like boom yeah. because i am hungry yeah. and i was like all right <laughs> right yes um yeah. i loved it loved it that was yeah. that was probably the best trailer of the show i think we have yeah. to say right like because yeah. just that reveal oh man it was so great Yeah. Um, so other cool stuff that Sony did, uh, as Steven mentioned, uh, Hiro Kojima came out and showed a trailer for his game, which is called Death Stranding, and I don't know what the heck this is about. 
Do you know what this I, is about? I don't know. It's about a naked Norman Reedus <laughs> on a beach with a bunch of dead stuff. Um, right. yeah. You know what? I uh, I don't know. Um, but uh, nope, nope, not gonna do it. Um, and it's nothing yeah. about Norman Reedus. Nothing, nothing. I'm not opposed to Norman Reedus. It's that clearly this is a horror game. Yes. Clearly, it is a horror game. Um, and no, no, there's there's a there was a uh, a theme of big old nope horror games like for example Resident Evil Seven and right. d- just nope big old nope. Yes. Sure. Get you know do your work make money for people. I'm sure horror fans will be very happy. I'm out. Yes. Deuces. Yes. I'll be playing. Zelda. And as and as Stephen mentioned, Resident Evil Seven was announced during Sony's press conference too. Kind of the Interesting thing is that you can play this whole thing in VR, which I have no idea why anybody would want to play a Resident Evil game in VR. Nope. Um, yeah, I know, exactly. So uh, the thing that's different about this one, too, is Resident Evil, at least the more recent ones, have basically been like third person, kind of really action heavy. This one is first person, and uh, it just seems a lot, a lot more creepy. And I don't know, they were showing, a, I mean, I guess it's first person. They Supposedly they were showing us the VR demo. But like, yeah, it was nuts. You're like in this house and a phone rings and you pick it up and this lady says, get out of there before they kill you. And you're walking around this like old dilapidated farmhouse. And one of the things that was like um, really funny about this demo is there's like, you know, there's bugs and stuff flying around and there's like a pot, like a soup pot on the table. And... You, the guy, whoever was playing went and t- took the lid off that soup pot. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, nothing good was going to be in that pot. <laughs> why would you even want to look in that? So, but yeah, I was, that was a, that was a odd choice, but <laughs> yeah, the whole time, yeah. I mean, I, we were in the Skype chat and the whole time I was like, nope, <laughs> no, right. yes, I am out, yeah. <laughs> but sure, sure. Yeah. Let it exist. Yeah. I don't want it to not be made. Right. Kojima's yes. got to work. I mean, you got to feed his family. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's see. Speaking of VR, we got a lot of teasers for games that aren't going to have, they're not going to be completely in VR, but there is going to be like Star Wars Battlefront, for example, is going to get a special VR level, X-Wing level, where you can, you know, get into an X-Wing, fly around, shoot stuff. Yes. And, um, yes. <laughs> and there's going to be... Um, Final Fantasy 15 is going to have something VR. Batman Arkham is going to have something VR. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, we pretty much both said that, that there was going to be a bunch of VR at, at Sony's press conference. And yep. it was, obviously. Um, what else? Oh, this is the thing that Stephen called that I was completely wrong on. And I will completely admit to that. We did get a release date for The Last Guardian. And it's coming this year. <laughs> Hey, who knew? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who knew. I knew that's what happened. Now I wasn't gonna. I I had. I, I was even gonna let it go. I was gonna be a gentleman. Um, but yeah, I called it. There was no way. You know what? And it really comes that this isn't a prediction. That was not me call. It was that really the only way they could do this and save face was to put out a release date. I yeah. I, I would not be stunned if it gets delayed again. But they right. had to give a release date, even if they yeah. knew it was wrong. They had to give a date um, because if they yeah. didn't, shit was going to get super duper real. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I would literally not be stunned at all if they come back in a month and say, no, we got, we need another month for polish and it's death by a thousand cuts. But <laughs> it's 
Yeah. No. So yeah. that was the, I just, th- there's no way they can save face. I mean, I, I want to see it. I want to play it. Yeah. Can't wait to play it. But good Lord, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So what else is Sony? Speaking of long awaited games, how about, yeah. how about Days Gone? Yes. Whoa. Yes. All right. So <laughs> but the story behind this is Sony Bend. They've been making, they used to make Siphon Filter. They, mm. the last game they made was the Uncharted game on the Vita when the Vita mm. launched. And they have been silent ever since. Certain games journalists, who you know, have lost <laughs> their mind about what Sony Bend has been doing since mm-hmm. then. And they finally announced, like, I saw the Bend logo and, like, I imagined yeah. this guy, like, taking off his glasses, cleaning them, and then, like, swearing a lot. Because he was so excited that they finally, we knew what they were doing. Yes. Um, yeah, so this is a zombie, post-apocalyptic zombie something, too. But I wasn't terribly excited about it. I'm so sick of zombies, honestly. I'm, okay, so I, I think that it, here's what is interesting about it. Um, is that it's, I think it's a different kind of, um, I, I don't, and I don't know why, but the fact that it's about like a biker gang. Mm. actually somewhat interests me. I don't know that I'm going to play it. But I can yeah. be interested and somewhat excited about stuff even if I'm not planning on playing it. Um, I think it's yeah. going to do very well. It it got a lot of buzz. People were very happy about it. Um, but man, did that guy have a lot of bullets. <laughs> at one point, yes. he just sat at, on a roof. Like I mean, the physics for the zombies as they kind of like flowed like water, World War Z yeah. style, I thought was amazing. And the fact that there was no yes. clipping was from a technical standpoint it explained they must have spent like three years working just on the uh they must have spent like three years working just on the engine to make that perfect yeah loved every minute of it yeah it looks really cool um but yeah zombies i'm kind of over zombies have been like a thing for like a few years now and i was hoping like oh it's just a thing we'll we'll get something else but no zombies are zombies are sticking around especially in video games but there was another cool game at Sony's press conference that wasn't about zombies, and that's Horizon Zero Dawn, which looks really cool. Oh, um, it's kind of a weird-ish game. I guess it's post-apocalyptic. Like every, They're like these crazy robot animals and whatnot, and, you know, uh, the main character has, like, a technological, like, advanced bow with, like, robotic-type stuff in it. It looks cool. I I have to say I'm really impressed with how the main character looks, um, especially in like Sony games, because, you know, Japanese developers don't tend to have a very good track record when it comes to developing female characters. But uh, this one looks really cool. Well, really I don't cool. know that Guerrilla Games is Japanese. Oh, think well, I'm British? just taking I'm Sony just taking in general Sony does in not general. have a good track yes. record. Yes. So um, I, I don't disagree. She. Um, yeah. So I, I, I agree with you on that. Um. What they have been describing it as is a post-post-apocalypse. Basically, society has already fallen, but it's no longer an apocalypse anymore. It's just... Yeah. It's different. So, whereas The Last of Us was a apocalypse movie, because, mm-hmm. the you know, like, mankind has already ended. Like, that society is over, and so now it has a new thing. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I cannot wait for this game. If If they didn't have Zelda... 
uh, Horizon would have been my favorite thing. I it's the reason I want to buy a PS4. Mm. Forget everything else. This Uncharted nonsense, whatever. I just want Horizon. <laughs> um, uh, um, and shots uh, fired. Yes, exactly. Um, but uh, it looks this Horizon looks like something I would want to play too. So it's all right. It's all right. Um, so Crash Crash Bandicoot is coming back. He's going to be in Skylanders. Which does, is pretty cool. Does that I guess. does that make you care about Skylanders even in a little bit? No, because I don't really care about Crash Bandicoot. All right, that's fair. <laughs> oh, the one thing that's funny um, in Uncharted Four is there's a little segment uh, where Nathan Drake is in his apartment with his wife, and he's like, you know, made some comment about her her video game thing, and so that he could be better than her. So she sits him down, and it's like a little. It's a level from Crash Bandicoot is what is what they are playing on their video game system within Uncharted 4. It's pretty cool. That's super meta. Uh, yeah, I know. I was very excited when I saw that. Um uh but yeah, so but besides the Skylanders thing, they're going to be remastering what is it? The first and second games? First 3. The first 3 games, yeah. Um so yeah, so if you like Crash Bandicoot He's on his way back. I'm actually kind of surprised that they they haven't done this with him earlier. Well, I, I think know? Ratchet and Clank told them to kick those tires. I mean, as Ratchet and uh, Clank yeah. sold way better than they were expecting. Um, yeah. I think it sold way better than anybody was expecting. And so um, I would not be surprised if there's a whole bunch of stuff like this, you know, yeah. um, which is fine, you know, I mean, but I, I would be, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think there's going to be a, we're, we should see a fair number of franchises do it. I mean, I, I mean, Naughty Dog could bring back Jack and Daxter. You know, we're going to see, I think that that we're just going to see enough that we're going to see too many. <laughs> yeah. My husband has always wanted to see a Daxter and Clank game, Ooh. the sidekicks game. <laughs> so, uh, um, so, yeah, Insomniac. Get on that. Or wait, no. Da- Jack and Daxter was Naughty Dog. Was um, but anyhow, speaking of Insomniac, they are working on a Spider-Man game, which Steven was half right about, because he knew that there's a Spider-Man game. He was just wrong about the studio. Which caught me off guard on big it. time, but I don't mind. Insomniac yeah. can make a Spider-Man game. Sure. Yeah, it makes complete sense. The more that I was thinking about it, too, because they... You know, Sunset Overdrive had this great, you know, world traversal. And as you know, Spider-Man's obviously going to be swinging a lot through the city on his webs. And they do the swinging stuff in Ratchet and Clank already, too. So they know basically all those mechanics. Just have to bring them all together. Yep. They're they're awesome. I'm super excited about that as well. Oh, man. I'm going to play the hell out of that game. <laughs> um, there was no release date given on that. Oh, yeah. um, Two years. There wasn't any... Yeah, there wasn't a ton of release dates given on most of the stuff. Um, but then the other thing they did that I'm really excited about was they showed us uh, some gameplay from Detroit, which is the next game from Quantic Dream with the developers of Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. And this is set in a near future Detroit, as you might have guessed by the name, uh, where there are androids that are around helping people do various things. And some of the androids have been not happy about having to help people do various things. And so things are kind of going down in this thing. But there's lots of choices, just like you would expect. One of the things that was cool in this gameplay thing, this trailer, is that at the end, like it kind of threw like this um, flow chart of all of the choices and all of the things that, that, that 
that would happen based on each choice that you made. And it was nuts. It looked like a crazy spider web. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it, um, it, it sounds cool. It sounds cool. Okay, Stephen, whatever. No, I mean, uh, uh, what, what? What? It sounds fine. <laughs> it sounds fine. What do you? What do? You, what, what? What would you like me to say? Nothing. Nothing. I would like you to be honest. That's fine. We we tend to like different things, which is it's completely okay. We balance each other out that we way. That's, All right. That, so then- that's why Linda keeps both of us around. I'm sure she'd have gotten rid of me a long time ago and barred <laughs> me from the podcast if we didn't balance it. No, you know what? Here's the thing. It's just that. I I I I thought it was interesting. Mm. Um, my entire plan with Detroit is I'm gonna let you play it, and then I'll decide <laughs> if I need to. Oh uh, yeah. What? Like you're yeah. not like you're not gonna do that with some games with me? Hmm? Uh, maybe. I don't know. You- I don't know. I'm not very much on the fence about a lot of stuff. Um, uh, I mean. I mean, you you have kids too, but being having a toddler is she's almost not a toddler anymore. It's just I really have to make the snap decisions on the games. Like I'm like, oh man, if that looks cool, you know, maybe no, no. She's that's like she's four, like, so ha- she's a preschooler. She's not a toddler anymore. Yes. She's a preschooler. She's a preschooler. But like we were just talking about this before we started, uh, before we started recording the podcast, is that there's a whole like year and a half worth of games that just got sucked into a vacuum yep. or when you know she had just been born until she turned like you know two or whatever that i just didn't play games like most of 2013 uh i did play two games during that year because it was crazy two games got released the reboot of tomb raider hello and bioshock infinite hello i had to play those games but everything else that came out during that time just kind of slipped off which is why I totally forgot about Beyond Two Souls <laughs> until Stephen brought it up. Um, so yeah, um, so that's Sony. Did I forget anything from Sony? Nope, you did not. Okay, Nintendo. Nintendo. We already talked about Zelda a lot, um, but you know they had said we're only going to talk about Zelda, and that was a lot. That was a lot. Those bastards. That was a lot. Well, they told us to be fair. They told us about Pokemon. That they were going to bring some Pokemon stuff too. Yeah. But it was still a lie because they talked about more games. Um Yeah. Yeah, I talked I spent a lot of time watching Nintendo stuff over the last two days because they lied. Because they lied. <laughs> yeah, so the biggest thing is the announcement of this new new game called Ever Oasis, which I didn't actually look at it very much, but Steven was flipping out about it earlier, so why don't you tell us what Ever Oasis is? Okay. So I'm gonna temper this. Um, it's freaking cool. Okay, so the first thing is we need to talk about the developer. Um, okay. The developer is a company called Grezzo, which is owned and operated by Ishisan. Now, Ishisan is the guy. This is the, this is his cred. Mm. You might have read it in my article. Um, <laughs> but um, so. For, but for you listening who don't already know, this is his credentials. He was the lead designer for the Secret of Mana series. Um, he designed, he was the character designer who designed Moogles and Chocobos, which if you like Final Fantasy games, kind of important and yeah, iconic. Or if you don't really like Final Fantasy games, like me, like I love Moogles. I just, Because they're know, dorbs. They are dorbs. <laughs> um, whatever, so fine, Moogles and Chocobos, which... 
if Alexa Rick Korea was on here, I would mention those two things, and she would literally melt to the floor. Right. So, <laughs> um, so like you're not a real Final Fantasy fan, so I I get it. Um, and then he's the guy that from and that so that's just character design stuff. Who cares, right? So he's a good artist. He's also the dude that created the job system in Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. which is pervasive across the entire like everything, right? Because yeah. before that they had. Before Final Fantasy V, where they had the job system, they had all the junk from Final Fantasy One, and, you know, whatever. But he created the Blue Mage and the Time Mage and all these things that are, like, quintessential Final Fantasy. He created that whole system. Um, so that pedigree is massive. This guy clearly knows what he's doing with role-playing games. Um, so Ever Oasis is fairly straightforward. This is the gameplay loop. You play this little kid... Slash teenager. I don't know. He looks like a little kid. He's a super chibi art. You live in a desert. There's this thing called the chaos that sweeps in, sweeps your brother away. You can play as a boy or a girl, by the way. But they, the main character that they showed was a male. But um, sweeps your brother away. And so you are trying to rescue him. And you run across this water spirit. And she's like, hey, let's make this oasis. So you make an oasis. It's basically a town. Your responsibility is to develop this town using various means. Um, and you attract friends who join your party, and then you go complete bigger challenges, which makes your oasis grow even bigger, and then you get more people, so you get more people in your party, and you keep going and keep going and keep going. You go into these dungeons where you can bring some of your friends, and everybody has a unique power. So it's like, oh, wow, I want to go through the, I want to knock down this door. You can only do it if you have some, maybe you can only get in if you need somebody with a spear. So you need to make sure you bring somebody with a spear. Um, and you can keep going back to these dungeons. If you if you're missing something, um, and it looks adorable, the gameplay loop loop looks great. Um, and what's cool is if you you bring three people into a dungeon, you can switch between the three characters, you and the other two characters, at any time. Very cool. secretive mana ish. Um, no release date. It's on new 3ds. Um, loved every minute of it. I cannot freaking wait. Yeah, it sounds cool. Um. Kind of the mixture of the RPG with the, you know, city building sim-ish thing is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, pretty much that's exactly right. what it is, and it's so cool. So cool, and the art yeah. style is beautiful. I mean, it's very chibi, but, I mean, if unless you hate chibi stuff. <laughs> yeah. But if you hate chibi oh stuff, God. like, are you dead inside? Because chibi right. stuff is adorable. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, who hates chibi stuff? There's a guy um, that hates chibi. There's, like, one. <laughs> Um, so they also talked about Pokemon Sun and Moon. A couple things. They they talked about some of the actual Pokemon that are going to be in there. And they also talked about um, there's going to be a new four-player mode that's huge. called Battle Royale. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. So, that's a huge yeah. difference. The Battle Royale game mode, I think, is a game changer. Um, mm-hmm. Because... I was just talking to, my, so my wife runs a home daycare. All the 10-year-olds are straight up 100% Pokemaniacs. And so I roll out there and I tell, like, at the press conference, the thing ended and I walked outside and I was like, hey, guys, check out this this Battle Royale. And my son was like, um, I'm just going to use AOE and kill everybody. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, son, what happens if you don't kill everybody? Because the AOE moves are all weaker. That's how they balance that. And he's like, oh, yeah. well, I'll just wait until one of you moves, then I'll go. I'm like, no, no, no. There's four people. <laughs> so if you rattlesnake and whack everybody for half their life, guess what's happening? The yeah. next three people that go are going to smoke you. Right. And he's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, dude. There's 
It's not like you get a, it's not like you get to move and wait and then they take it. It's not back and forth. You got to deal with it all around the table, which, yeah. I, and so then it's like, then they all had started having this discussion about team construction and how would they change and going from a one-on-one battle to a, like a, I'm just going to turtle up and I, you have to pay more attention to your defenses because you have to deal with three other people. It's a significant change. And one that mm-hmm. I think, I don't know that it's going to affect like tournament play, but I, Maybe they could do that. I'm sure somebody will do a tournament somewhere. Um, yeah. At our house, we're going to have a lot of four-player battles. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, it's so cool. I'm super excited about it. It's a whole different layer of strategy. Um, and I think what's interesting about it is that it's gonna, there are going to be Pokemon that will be competitive in that and not in that might not necessarily be competitive in the one-on-one matches. I know this is some deep-dive shit, but... Um, <laughs> It's uh yeah, I'm way excited. I think there's a revolutionary change. Um and one that I think will be a lot of fun for a lot of families, especially if you have everybody that loves playing um Pokemon and you're wondering why you would get multiple copies of the game. There you go. Mm, yeah. Um so the only uh press conference that we didn't well, Square Enix has been doing a live stream type thing. Um they today. didn't really uh, announce it still, anything. It's still going. Yeah, they haven't really it's still going. It's yeah. all been smaller show they haven't announced anything um of yeah. consequence what they have done is been showing demos about previously announced games um there's a preview that i wrote for uh pixelkin.org about uh dragon quest builders which i think is worth mentioning the long and short of it is you're gonna be you're gonna see the art for it and you're gonna be like oh this is just minecraft it is not minecraft watch a video see if it's something you like but don't just dismiss it um, if you own a PS4, and especially if you're looking for, if you if you like Minecraft, you might be looking for a different experience. It is similar enough that it'll scratch the same itch, but it is a very different game. Give it a look. That's all I'm saying. It is very different. I had dismissed it. I was like, oh, this is a yeah. Minecraft clone. And then I watched the video, and I went, oh, this is a completely different game. I think I might like Dragon Quest Builders more than Minecraft. And I like Minecraft, Minecraft quite a bit. I, I am mm-hmm. 100% down. When I buy a PS4, Dragon Quest Builders will be one of the first three or four games I buy. Cool. That's high praise, considering how many good games there are. Yeah. And um, so then the publisher we skipped over was uh, Ubisoft. Uh, I really, It's kind of funny. I'm not really interested in any of their games, which makes the press conference very boring to me. Except for one game that I did think was pretty cool was the Star Trek Bridge Crew uh, wow. virtual reality thing, yeah. which is, you know, it like lots of these virtual reality games, you're like walking around or it's like, you know, they, they're they trying to like, you know, just slap VR onto a, a, what is already a standard gameplay mechanic. But this is great because Bridge Crew is like, you're not like moving around or whatever. You are at a station <laughs> on a starship and you're working with other people to, you know, fly things and fight Klingons and all that kind of stuff. And it just, it looks really cool. Um, and also, yeah. how about we could, like, if we both had PlayStation VR, which I presume will probably happen in the next five years, like you and I, <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, it'll probably happen. Yeah. You and I could be on the same bridge crew. You're in Seattle. I'm in Connecticut. But we're in the same bridge Right, like you know, we could. Yeah, I could be yeah. engineering. You could be the captain. Yeah, because yeah, I would not cool. take your captain's chair from you. Um, <laughs> right. I, I, I respect great leadership. So, oh, oh, well, that's very nice of you. Um, this is one more thing I did want to mention. It's kind of a weird thing to kind of 
close the discussion on is that Ubisoft, they announced this really weird game. Like, usually they do their big announcement of their new thing at the end of their press uh, conference. Yeah, and they did one. their big announcements of a new game at their press conference, but it's kind of really weird. It's called Steep, and it's a game in which you go hang out on the Alps and, like, ski and snowboard if you want to, and maybe you, like, time how long it takes you to ski and snowboard somewhere and you can tell your friends like hey look at you want to beat my time but there's no really there's not an objective to it at all and it's just kind of weird ish mountain climbing skiing uh sim which i don't know i don't understand it i uh, personally though i don't like skiing or snowboarding or any of that stuff so um but this game was just i don't know it was, it was just definitely really weird, weird. Um, one yeah. thing that I do want to say is um, they officially succeeded in making me want to play Watch Dogs. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, not even kind of cool. sold on it, but man, like, so what I like about it is they finally created a game, like, they, they created a Watch Dogs game where they have a character that I actually, like, care about mm-hmm. and a, like, a goal that actually makes sense to me in that I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm trying to get followers. Or yeah. I'm trying to get people to download my app to like join anonymous, basically, um, mm-hmm. and that just sounds way interesting. I am very down. Like they made me very excited about Watch Dogs, and I w- I was like lukewarm. Now I'm in. Yeah, yeah. So that was the last there. Like we said, Nintendo's been doing a stream. Uh, Microsoft's been doing streams too. Like everybody's doing live stream stuff. Um, Nintendo is like the only one where he got a big announcement out of. Um, another yes, announcement Steven. that was literally just made from Nintendo ten minutes ago, literally, yeah. <laughs> um, is Paper Mario Color Splash Wii U October seventh. There's gonna be a trailer on one of our websites <laughs> by the time you listen to this. Um, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Cool. <laughs> and it's Paper Mario, so it's going to be dumb. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, so, that literally just happened. Yeah. Just happened. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, so I guess keep watching Nintendo <laughs> because they're, they're tossing stuff out when you least expect it. Um, but honestly, uh, you know, this is, we're ending the second day of, of the show when we're recording this. So, things are going are gonna to start, start slowing down. There's not a lot of announcements that happen on the last day of the show. It's just it's just not something that's done. Although it's funny, I've had some PR people. I got emails this morning from PR people asking if I wanted to make an appointment to go to their booth at E3. I'm like, what? You're totally doing this wrong. Like, you wait till the second day of the show to ask people to make appointments to go to your booth? Are you nuts? Like... Any of the big journalists will have been completely booked and probably are not seeing everything that they want to see. You just can't you can't wait till the second day of the show to do this. I was just completely baffled. To be fair though. So <laughs> they probably know that we're not big journalists. Oh, oh, okay. I mean I mean I know <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm just saying. I I, I experienced okay. that a fair amount. I mean our sites I mean they probably know we're not IGN because there is only one IGN. Yes, I get what right. you mean. Uh, with that said, they could they could be. I, I have run into this at some of the independent game festivals. Is that they'll, you know, when it gets close, if they have cancellations, they'll try and fill them. 
I mean, they did pay. Uh-huh. It's for it's like it, it. Last I checked, it was like fifty or sixty grand for a ten by ten booth. You gotta mm. make you gotta make that worth. It. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, E three is uh, although E three is not anywhere near as expensive as GDC was to exhibit at. It's from my PR and marketing days. GDC is crazy. Really? That's expensive. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, I don't know. We want to talk quickly about what we've been playing. Steven, or have you just been... I'll be honest, I have not touched a video game um, since I played Overwatch, but people don't want to hear me talk about Overwatch anymore. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I haven't played anything. Um, I'm going to play Kirby Robobot. It's waiting. Ah, yes. I think I'm taking tonight off, actually. When we're done with this, I think I'm actually taking tonight off, so I may actually play some video games. um, Because I've written a lot of words. Yes. And I still have two more days uh, of not working at my day job to write. I think I might yes. treat myself to some video games. Tonight. Yes, I think that's probably a good thing to do. Have you um, played anything? I haven't. I haven't been playing much though. I've I've played a little bit of Animal Crossing New Leaf, which I downloaded and thought Anna's going to like this, and maybe I can encourage her to you know to try to start reading and. I've been playing it, and I like trying to tell myself, I'm only playing this to help her out with her town. I'm only doing it to help her out with her town. Really, I'm not playing it because I just want to play it, but that's kind of what is happening. You're lying, but you're <laughs> lying to yourself. I was lying to myself, yeah. Um, yeah, so so that's about it besides the, the Hearthstone and Stardew Valley. Yeah, my my big piece on the farming sims sim games or you know had to take a backseat to e3 but it's still coming i'm still working on it so all right all right well i think that's going to wrap it up for us thanks so much for listening if you have questions comments or feedback send an email to hello at pixelkin.org pixelkin is a website for gamers with kids we talk about everything from hardcore games all the way down to great apps for preschoolers and you can find us at pixelkin.org we are on facebook just simply pixelkin we are on twitter at pixelkin underscore org i am personally on twitter at nicole tanner as mentioned at the top of the show steven is editor and founder of engagefamilygaming.com and he's in basically other places too, Stephen. Where are those places? Thanks, Nicole. So uh, this is not the only place you can hear my voice. I am also the host of a podcast for my website called Engage, a family gaming podcast. It is worth noting there is a Star Trek podcast that is also called Engage. It just <laughs> launched yesterday. Um, it is worth oh, noting. No. Yeah, this is super great. It just <laughs> happened yesterday. Um, um, thanks, guys. I've only been actively... Well, you know what? Maybe... Maybe you'll get some like accidental I'm listeners totally who will subscribe. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it is worth noting, and this is why. And I knew that that was going to happen eventually, uh, which is yeah. why I always refer to my podcast as Engage, a family gaming podcast. That is the official name of the website. Uh, this week is video game week. Next week we're going to talk about board games, um, and it's Origins Game Fair this weekend. So it's lots of interest. So I'm going right from E3 to Origins. Great. Um, so, um, anyway, um, you can also find us on Facebook. That is 
by searching Engage Family Gaming. You can find us on Twitter. That is at EF Gaming. We're on Instagram. You know where to search, what to search there. We also have a YouTube channel. Search for Engage Family Gaming there. I've actually been putting up pre and post shows for all of the uh, various conferences where I sit and you listen to me talk about things. Um, and we're going to put some gameplay videos up there soon, too. Also, join our Facebook community. It is growing, and I am rebranding it this summer. So it'll be super exciting. That's EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community. And we have all sorts of fun in there. Yes, we do. Um, okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.